What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, the NBA is back tomorrow. We're going to give a handicap on each game, give a pick for each game, and let you know in general what to look for as you handicap the NBA when they come back in Orlando. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. As always, special thanks to Sportsbet MVP, online sportsbetmvp.ag. Well, we're handicapping the NBA. It's back tomorrow. May as well be involved with a new sports book. Start making some money tomorrow on the NBA. And here's the thing. Don't just start making money because it's a new book. They're offering a 125% sign-up bonus. So you sign up, your first deposit, they're not matching 100%. They're matching 125%. You're not going to find that anywhere else. So sign up today, sportsbetmvp.ag, and start winning. Give them a follow on uh, Twitter, too, at sportsbet underscore MVP. All right, so on today's show, we're going to talk about the NBA. It is back tomorrow. Jazz taking on the Pelicans and the Clippers and the Lakers. We'll give a pick for each game. We'll handicap each game. But before we get into the, into the individual matchups, let's talk about some general things that you want to be aware of when you're handicapping the NBA coming back, playing in their bubble in Orlando. This is going to be different than the regular season, obviously, right? And, and there's certain things we're going to want to look at and pay more attention to than we would have before. Let's start off with team chemistry. Obviously, team chemistry is a big deal during the regular season. And obviously, when you get closer to the playoffs, that weighs in more and more. Well, after this long break, after a couple months of not playing at all, I think the teams who have been playing together for a while, that are used to playing together, they, they, that... that you know, have that sort of unspoken bond on the court. They know where they're going to be. They know the offense, like the back of their hand. Those teams will have a quicker, uh, uh, kind of a better ab- ability to adapt quicker when they get back. So for those type of teams, you're going to want to upgrade the first couple of games. Once they get used to the schedule, once they get used to this arena, once they get used to this whole uh, this this whole program to avoid COVID, I think that goes away. But early on, the first couple games back, teams who have that chemistry, who play well together, who are very adhesive, they're going to have an immediate advantage. Next, look at who needed the break. There are a lot of teams we're going to talk about, specific, well, coming up the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about one today in the Utah Jazz that just needed a break. I mean, I don't think this this layoff was ideal for anybody, but some teams certainly needed to just walk away for a little bit, to just get away. Things weren't going well for some teams, and they actually maybe used the break as a positive. So look at teams who needed the break, teams who really may have not been doing that well before the break and who needed to take a deep breath, and they'll get back to work. We've seen it in baseball. We've seen it in, in soccer. Teams who, you know, kind of, well, maybe not baseball because they didn't, stop at the you know in the middle of the year but in soccer certainly the teams who needed that break who were slumping they took a deep breath they got back and they did very well upon their returns so look for that who needed a break who needed to take that rest uh, in terms of the actual lines look at home court advantage how do you guys factor home court advantage in usually i know it's a nuanced system of maybe in between two and four points depending on team depending on the time of the year depending on the arena so on and so forth But what I'm seeing is they're slightly incorporating home field advantage into these lines, and there shouldn't be any at all. I mean, all of these games should be looked at as neutral court games. And I thought that would be obvious for the the bookmakers, but they're not looking at it that way. I saw maybe a half-point upgrade for teams who are, quote-unquote, the home team. One of them was the New Orleans Pelicans in another game we're going to talk about today. So... 
I think you need to look at home court advantage. Is it being factored in? Because what we saw in in, in uh, soccer was home court advantage was greatly over uh, estimated the first couple games back. Then it adjusted. Baseball, I haven't really noticed too much of an adjustment, but again, they're sort of starting fresh. Uh, but I think that it, it, it's going to be a, a big deal here like in terms of the lines. I think that they're going to weigh home court in slightly because I've seen it for the first couple games, and they shouldn't be doing that at all. As a matter of fact, not only should home court not be playing a factor at all, but that takes us to our, number, our, our fourth factor, who plays well on the road. Because those two kind of go together. First, home court advantage is, is gone. Throw it out the window. But teams who play better on the road, who shoot well on the road, who 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 win a good amount of games on the road, they're going to have an advantage here. Because all of these are sort of road games. They're sort of they're they're road games for everybody. And this whole idea that we always talk about in sports betting of well, here's what the line would be on a neutral court or uh, in football on a neutral field. Yeah, that sounds nice on paper. But let's say they are playing on a neutral field. Let's say you're getting. Alabama and, I don't know, Oregon playing on a neutral field. They still have to, to, to travel. So where's the stadium closer to? Who who has the better equipment to travel? You know, who has the better travel plans? Who uh, There's a lot of things that go into it besides just the home court advantage or just you know being able to win a game on the road. So when you look at who travels well, who shoots well on the road, who, you know, like I said earlier, gets those wins on a consistent basis, that's going to play a huge factor in these games coming back. So team chemistry, who needed a break, look at factoring in home court advantage appropriately, and then look at who plays well on the road. Now let's get into the actual matchups tomorrow. There's two games tomorrow. Let's start off with, well, let's go in order here. The very first game, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans taking on the Utah Jazz. Uh, New Orleans was a perfect 3-0 and in tune-up games. They looked very good, and I do take a little bit from those tune-up games. You can tell who's shooting well, who's looking good, who's comfortable, who's playing together. You can learn a lot more from these preseason tune-up games than, than, than most people are giving credit to, and that goes for hockey as well. You can learn a ton. Uh, but anyway, New Orleans was 3-0 and in their tune-up games, all without Zion Williamson. He had to leave a few weeks ago. I believe there were some family things going on, but he returned just yesterday to practice. So he's not going to be, you know, that well or that much in shape, at least compared to if he would have been practicing playing with the team during these warm-up games. But he is back. Uh, expect him to play. I don't think that should affect his playing time at all. Uh, maybe he'll get a couple less minutes, actually. But, um, you know, he should be ready to go tomorrow. Now, before the break, New Orleans was playing very well. We talked about who needed the break. New Orleans certainly did not need this break. As a matter of fact, if you remember... New Orleans got off to a terrible start this season. I believe they started 1-7, and seven, and then in the midst of the year, they had a 13-game losing streak. Not a very good year so far, or to begin, for New Orleans. But then things started to click. Then they started to win some games. Um, I mean, if you look at their roster, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Drew Holiday, this is a good team, obviously, uh, Zion Williamson. They're good. I think that they're you know kind of underrated in general. I don't think a lot of people think of New Orleans when you think of a pesky first-round team you don't want to face, but that is them. So New Orleans is a good team. They did not need the break, but Zion should be good to come back. They're healthy besides that. Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Drew Holiday, all should be good to go. On the other side of the ball, Utah. They've really been one of the better teams this year that no one's talking about. I mean, them, along with the Denver Nuggets, seem to win a lot of games and get no love nationally. It's some about those high-altitude teams, I guess. Utah is just three games behind the second seed LA Clippers. By the way, Utah is also the second best three-point shooting team in the league. A lot of people don't realize that. They are very good at shooting from beyond the arc. 
and in their first couple games back, in their three warm-up games in Orlando, I think we can learn a lot how these teams are shooting in the warm-up games, right? It's the same gym, same arena. So if they're starting off cold, probably going to start the season cold. If they're already shooting fine, maybe not. They're gonna maybe they're not going to start the season hot. But I don't think we should downgrade them. And the Utah Jazz have shot almost 40% from three-pointers in their first three games back. Could it be a small sample size? Absolutely. But I don't see a whole lot to make me worry about the Utah Jazz shooting. The main concern with Utah is Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Did they mend that relationship? For those who don't know, during the very, very beginning of this whole coronavirus thing, Rudy Gobert was kind of messing around, joking around about the whole thing, coughing on microphones, and he had it. He ended up having a goddamn disease. He gave it to Donovan Mitchell. So those two weren't okay for a couple months, but I just read an article. They've really, you know, mended everything. It's not a big deal anymore. They're good to go, and I don't think that should be a factor at all. I mean, all indications are they're completely moved on. So I'm, I'm not factoring that in to my handicap, really at all. Uh, Mike Conley also has been extremely good for Utah this year. No one talks about Mike Conley and his addition, what he's brought to the Utah Jazz. That's why they're so good this year. So I think we have two good teams here, but I'm going to go Utah Jazz plus two and a half. I think they should be the favorite. I think if you're looking at this as a neutral court situation, the wrong team's favorite here. So we'll go Utah, better team. Uh, New Orleans is also going to be, I, th- I think, a little worn down. They had a gr- good offense and good offensive showings in their first couple games back. Uh, in the warm-up games, but that was without Zion. Now Zion gets injected into the lineup. He's probably going to have a slight fatigue factor, which is going to slow them down. They like to run. I'll take the Utah Jazz, plus two and a half. All right, next game, Clippers and the Lakers. The L.A. team's going at it. The two best teams in the Western Conference. Uh, The L.A. Clippers will be without some big names, among those, Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, and possibly Patrick Beverly. <laughs> the whole thing with pa- for those who don't know what's going on with Patrick Beverly, he uh, went back home uh, for a funeral, which is a very sad thing uh, in in Atlanta. But when he was home, he went stopped at a strip club. I think it's called Magic City. Uh, he got some wings, <laughs> but uh, it's pretty funny because I saw a picture this morning on Twitter, and the wings look fucking bomb. I mean, these things, these things look, so, they look so good. By the way, today is National Wing Day. Woohoo! Do I have any sound effects for that? I do. How about that? Yeah, National Wing Day, everybody. Woohoo! I'm definitely having some wings for lunch. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so uh, Patrick Beverly goes to the... Str- <laughs> it's the only time in the history of the NBA a player has said, I was only at the strip club for the food. And it's actually true. He went to this place called Magic City Wings. He said it's his favorite restaurant in all of Atlanta. It happens to be a strip club, but they have some delicious-looking wings, I got to say. And next time I'm in Atlanta, even though my, my girlfriend may not really dig it too much, we're going to Magic City, baby. We're getting some of those wings. They look good. But Patrick Beverly got a 10-day quarantine as a result. So he got back to Orlando, and he wasn't allowed to practice, see any teammates, do anything for 10 days. So he's... He's getting out of quarantine tomorrow. By the way, they play tomorrow. We're recording this, obviously, on uh, Wednesday, the the 29th. So if you really think Patrick Beverly is going to just come out of the 10-day quarantine fully ready to go, completely, you know, uh, 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 he's got his legs ready to go. He, he, he's, he's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's going to have, uh, you know, the endurance there. And I highly doubt it. He's probably going to play, but how effective is he going to be? I don't think very effective at all. Again, Montrez Harrell's out who protects the rim. Lou Williams probably not going to play. They're pretty decimated. 
But you look at the other side, and the Lakers also without Avery Bla- uh, Avery Bradley, Rajon Rondo. Now, they knew they were going to be without them. The main question mark in the whole handicap comes down to Anthony Davis, who I think he's dealing with an eye issue, if I remember correctly. Um, but because all, all those players are out, right, those three potentially for the Lakers, those three potentially for the Clippers, the total has plummeted. And I don't think the total's plummeted just because they're playing in Orlando because other totals are staying pretty stagnant. But if you look at the first three times the Clippers and Lakers played this year, the the totals were pretty consistent, right in between 224, 226, right around there. The total for tomorrow's game is 216. It's come down 10 points. That's a huge adjustment. And the Lakers have shot really well in these warm-up games. We talked about Utah, how I like, you know, seeing them shoot well in these warm-up games. The Lakers have done the same thing. They've shot 49%, 49%, 57% their last game, and LeBron James is rested. This dude is going to be on a mission. Now, I think this whole handicap comes down to Anthony Davis. If he plays, I think the Lakers can find space to work. I think they can find certainly open shots, but they'll work it down low. They're going to take advantage of Montrezl Harrell being out. If AD doesn't play, uh, my, my pick goes out the window. So here's my pick. If Anthony Davis plays, we're going LA Lakers minus four and a half. Okay. I like the Lakers four and a half. Now the line has moved since these names were announced, right? Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly. We know that, but I still think that the Lakers should be maybe a five, five and a half point favorite. If Anthony Davis plays, they're just going to be able to take advantage of a lot on the inside. If Anthony Davis doesn't play, my bet then shifts over to a player prop. I then like Kyle Kuzma over 13.5 points. The reason is, if Anthony Davis doesn't play, this team plays very different, right? They can be inside out when Anthony Davis plays. When not, they shoot a lot more jump shots, and Kyle Kuzma will be the benefactor of those jump shots. He's going to probably shoot five to seven more shots if Anthony Davis does not play. So I like Kuzma to go over 13.5 if Anthony doesn't play, uh, and if Anthony Davis does play, we're going to go Lakers minus 4.5. And once again, in the uh, first game, we're going to go Utah Jazz plus two and a half against New Orleans. NBA's back, baby. Woo! Everyone, good luck today. Good luck tomorrow. Enjoy those hot wings. We'll talk to you soon on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.